Welcome, everybody, to the GCW Plant Podcast, Episode 2. I am your host, Mystical Jericho, a.k.a. GCW's number one plant, and today we are going over Cage of Survival. The opening match of the night was a seven-way scramble for the Extreme Championship belt. The seven competitors were Nick Wayne, Jimmy Lloyd, Jordan Oliver, Cole Radrick, Akira, Speedball Mike Bailey, and the Extreme Champion himself, A.J. Gray. In my mind, this was the best scramble in GCW history. The amount of talent that they had during this scramble was amazing with every single competitor showing why they deserve to be the Extreme Championship title holder. In my opinion, I still think this should be the scramble belt, but we talked about that last time and we'll talk about that in future episodes. The match starts off with everyone in the ring. AJ just chops everyone out, and then he gets to Nick Wayne, and then Jordan Oliver slides back in, sacrificing himself to take the chop from AJ, so that way Nick doesn't have to take the pounding that everyone else in the match just had. This keeps on showing the improvement of Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne's evolution as a tag team. They uh, then get put into a duel ankle lock and a STF choke by Akira, which was pretty awesome to see. Jordan and Nick then take the advantage and then they do a bunch of awesome tag team combinations once again showing their evolution as a tag team. I think they got a bright future as hopefully future title holders of the GCW tag team championship belts. Um, After the combination from Jordan and Nick Wayne, This triggers like two minutes of just pure insanity with every wrestler getting their stuff in, the crowd just getting into it, screaming and yelling, and the match ends with AJ Gray, Larry Teen, speedball Mike Bailey's head off to retain the Extreme Championship belt. The crowd started off chanting, this was best scramble ever. I think they were chanting like, best scramble ever, best scramble ever, which was very awesome to hear from the AC crowd. Next match of the night, we have Lufisto going against Masha Slamovich. It was a great back-and-forth match. Lufisto proved why she could still go, and Masha continues to improve and show everyone why she's the next evolution of women's wrestling and picking up the victory over Lufisto. Next up, we have tag team action with Iron Beast consisting of Shane Mercer and KTB. Welcome back, KTB. Going against SGC, this variation of Matthew Justice and... Mance Warner. Uh, when they come out to the ring, SGC just takes down the entranceway, which is pretty funny because they just don't give a fuck during their entrances with Pantera Walk. They just light the place up. I love also seeing Iron Beast teaming together. Welcome back, KTB. Those two, when they're in the ring together, I love seeing them showing off their agility, strength, and creativity with the moves that they do in the ring. It's just awesome seeing them do it. Love it when they do it in tag matches. I love it when they do it in death matches. The match starts off with pretty much Iron Beast just tossing Mance Warner and Matthew Justice around. I remember KG, I think, made a comment of Iron Beast just passing around Mance Warner like a blunt, which you don't see quite often because Matthew Justice and Mance Warner are pretty big boys themselves, and seeing them just getting tossed around by Iron Beast was pretty fun seeing. Um, Near the end of the match, Iron Beast hits a double blockbuster with Shane Mercer holding up Mance Warner and Justice, one on each shoulder, and... 
KTB flipping off the rope and hitting the double blockbuster onto both of them, onto a chair, by the way, which was uh, pretty crazy and ironic to have out there. I just want to say, if Alex Cologne is the king of light tubes, Iron Beast has to be the king of doors, and SGC are the kings of chairs. The way they use those weapons is just chaotic and creative and fun to watch. I love it. When those two teams, Iron Beast using the doors and tables, and I love watching SGC just beat the shit out of everybody with the chairs. Very awesome to see. The match ended with SGC hitting a superplex through a door, and then Justice diving off the top rope and collecting the victory for SGC. Next match of the night, we have Sawyer Wreck going against Joey Janela. It was a fun back-and-forth match. Joey made Sawyer look really good during this match. Um, the ending was Sawyer wreck on top of the top rope, choke slamming Joey from the top rope through a table as Sawyer wreck almost hits her head on the chandelier because she's so damn tall. And Sawyer wreck picking up the victory over Joey Janela. Typical Joey Janela, a lot of spot fests, a lot of theatrics but he made sawyer look good just like how he does with most of his competitors so very fun match between those two next up was supposed to be the matchup for the number one contender to john moxley's gcw world heavyweight title between matt cardona and blake christian but with matt cardona sustaining his injury against blake christian at the vegas show and tearing his bicep he will be out of action for a while so he comes out to cut a promo, he comes out in a wheelchair and wearing a neck brace, all for his little torn bicep injury. KG and Dave Prezak just absolutely rip him for the uh, playing up the injury. The AC crowd just despises him like they did ever since he first debuted. He comes out recalling making his debut a year ago at the showboat. And then coming back a month later after his debut and beating Nick Gage, which nobody in the world thought would happen to become the death match keen and GCW world champion. I will be going over that match in a future episode. That might be a standalone episode because I believe that's one of the most important matches in GCW's history, as well as one of the most fun and well put together matches between all parties involved and I will go over everything and why I think it's such a significant part in wrestling history. Matt Cardona claims he put GCW on the map that night. He carried the company for over a year. He calls Blake unsafe for injuring his arm during the dive. And he says he's getting surgery and he'll be out for about three to five months. The crowd starts shouting, don't come back, don't come back, which was pretty funny. The AC crowd absolutely hates Cardona. Every crowd has seemed to hate Cardona, which is... Uh, I'm a Matt Cardona fan, but I understand the hatred for him. Because of this surgery and injury, it's going to be making him miss his standalone uh, pay-per-view, the NWA uh, Always Ready pay-per-view. And now because of that, he also says no more Summer of Cardona Part 2. Blake then comes out, says he was a huge Cardona fan. He was one of those woo-woo broskies. He says he's sorry, he's sorry for injuring him, and he wants to make it up to him. He says he will lay down in the ring and let Matt win to become the number one contender for John Moxley's GCW world title. Matt gets all excited. He really is, wants it. He's hoping that Blake will hold his part. They bring down a referee. Uh, Blake 
lays down. Matt covers him, and then Blake kicks out at two. Matt Cardona is like, what the fuck? And Blake is like, no, it's my time now. And uh, Chelsea ends up rolling into the ring with a chair, tries to hit Blake with the chair, ends up hitting Matt, knocks Matt out, and then Blake turns around and super kicks Chelsea out of the ring. Blake then gets ready for the super kick a la HBK and Ric Flair. He tells Matt Cardona he loves him and then super kicks him and then takes the one, two, three victory, becoming the number one contender for John Moxley's GCW world title. In the semi-main event, we have Segura and Rina Yamashita going against Los Macisos in a tag team fucking deathmatch. Los Macisos of Ciclope and Medio Extremo, welcome back. It's been four and a half years since we've seen them in a GCW ring. It was very well hyped up. I know Brett loves them. I loved seeing them at the Howl deathmatches when GCW first started. I thought they were awesome together. Their deathmatch against each other, and I believe it was a, one of the tournament of survivals was amazing those two are awesome i'm glad to see them back in the gcw ring hopefully we'll see a lot 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 more of them going forward and especially like how i was raving about the gcw tag division earlier i think they're going to be a major part of the tag team division uh going forward and hopefully start a new little era in the tag team division um, this was a tag team death match with a lot of international flair with Rina and Segura bringing the Japanese death match style into it as well as Ciclope and Medio Extremo also bringing in the Mexican death match style as well with a lot of Lucha's Libre stuff. I like how they do a lot of Lucha Libre moves as well during these death matches, which is another reason why I like Segura as well. Um, it's great seeing the Macisos back, like I said. Um, I loved Nick Gage was on commentary. Uh, for this match, I called back last time how I like to see Nick Gage doing more commentary when he's not wrestling and still being around the GCW universe. Oh, I almost slipped up, Matt Cardona. The GCW crowd, not universe. And he just still brings the energy even when he's not wrestling. His commentary is always comedic, always spot on, and he always wants to fuck a ref up. Um, they had uh, Rena hits um i believe it was medio extremo in the light tube with the nuts which was i never seen anything like that that was pretty funny um this was a great match it just showed how like i said the depth and quality gcw has right now in their tag division whether that be regular matches or tag team death matches um Ciclope then hits segura out of the ring like segura is sitting on the outside of the ring holding some light tubes and Ciclope runs across the ring and does like a little, not senton dive, but like a cross body onto Segura and they both like fall out of the ring and hit pretty hard on the ground. That was a pretty crazy spot scene. Um, Medio Extremo drops uh, Rena with the Rikisi driver on a bunch of light tubes for the win. This was a crazy match. This was peak GCW Howl territory matches. Um, I just I'm very excited to see what Los Macisos bring to the tag team division and just GCW in general. I hope they come back and stay GCW for a long time. Um, like I said, it was a great fucking match. Reminds me of the old Hal days. And please go out of your way to watch this. This was top three matches of the weekend, in my opinion. 
On to our main event of the evening, Cage of Survival, with Alex Cologne going against John Wayne Murdoch for the UV Ultraviolet GCW title. This cage looks crazy. It has a scaffold on top. One side is all barbed wire. There's a bunch of light tube structures on the outside of the ring. On one-fourth of the ring, they bring the cage kind of down, and they have a bunch of glass and barbed wire on that as well. Um, it was a pretty crazy-looking cage. It took a long time to set up, and I could see why, but it was definitely worth it. Alex Cologne and John Wayne Murdoch killed it during this match. The match starts off with Alex Cologne immediately climbing up to the top of the scaffold, waving John Wayne Murdoch up. John Wayne Murdoch meets him up there. Alex Cologne headbutts John Wayne, which then he immediately regrets getting up there. So he tries to climb back down to the outside. Alex Cologne chases after him. And as Alex Cologne is chasing after him, John Wayne Murdoch seems to like slip and fall off the cage. But on his way down, he grabs Alex Cologne by the jersey just enough to make him lose his balance. And then Alex goes crashing through one of those light tube structures on the outside. Later on in the match, John Wayne Murdoch uh, backdrops Alex Cologne on that piece of the cage that was not fully built and connected to the top. It was kind of laying down on the outside that had the, all the glass light tubes and the barbed wire as well. Alex Cologne takes the backdrop, lands on the cage, breaks the glass on the barbed wire. Then the cage actually collapses, causing Alex Cologne to take another bump on the ground, which was pretty sick as well. Um, they both then later climb back to the top of the scaffold. Murdoch hits his little, little rolling DDT that he does at the top. And then at the top, I didn't notice there was glass not connected to the scaffold, but like nor towards the middle of the ring. So they kind of had to jump off the scaffold. They went through the glass up top and then fell through a door in the middle of the ring as well on the landing. Alex Cologne kicks out. John Wayne Murdoch then positions Alex underneath a glass pane in the ring. Uh, John Wayne Murdoch climbs up to the top. Alex Cologne gets free and climbs up the scaffold towards the middle. Murdoch tries to catch him and be, uh, beat him up before he gets to the top. Cologne ends up grabbing uh, Murdoch by the shirt and tosses him off the scaffold through the glass pane that was in the middle that was above Alex that he crawled out underneath. And then he puts a bunch of tubes onto John Wayne Murdoch. Alex Cologne climbs to the top of the scaffold and hits this crazy double stomp at the top or from the top of the scaffold onto Murdoch in the middle of the ring. Murdoch kicks out at one. The crowd goes crazy. Murdoch is flipping off the fans saying F you. Cologne catches him and then immediately puts him in the camel clutch and wins. And he wins the cage of survival and he is now the new ultra-violent GCW champion. At the end of the match, both men shake hands. Uh, Cologne gives John Wayne Murdoch his due. John Wayne Murdoch picks the belt up, gives it to Cologne, and he says, like, I think he said, like, hey, that's all I asked for was for your respect during all this uh, rivalry. Alex Cologne gives it to, gives the respect to him, shakes his hand, and hopefully this is the end of this rivalry and both guys could go on to something new, but it was a crazy, crazy Cage of Survival match. Nice ending to that crazy rivalry, and we'll see what's next for John Wayne Murdoch. We'll see what's next for Alex Cologne and what's next for the Ultraviolet Championship. 
I just want to quickly go over tonight's GCW You Wouldn't Understand event coming from New York City at the Melrose Ballroom. We got a scramble match of Jack Cartwheel, Cole Radrick, Alec Price, Jordan Oliver, Blake Christian, and John Wade Murdoch. They got a lot of different ways uh, they could use this match. I'm pretty sure they're going to do something with Jordan and Blake since they got a big match tomorrow going on. Um, John Wayne Murdoch, who knows where he goes from here. Maybe he starts winning some of these scramble matches. Maybe he starts a feud with Cole Radrick during this as well. Help build Radrick up. A lot of different ways they could go with this scramble match. Really much looking forward to it. Then we got Charles Mason, that dirty rat bastard, as Nasty Leroy would say, going against Spider Nate Webb. Interested to see if they uh, bring Weedus out for his introductions, as they have done in the past in New York City, and if Charles Mason will go after the lead singer of Weedus or not. Then we have 187 Homicide making his return to GCW, going against another New York legend in Grim Reefer. That ought to be a pretty good match. Then we got six-way tag match of Gringo Loco, ASF, and Drago Kid going against the AC or ooh, ooh, the SAT with the Los Maximos. Nice to see the SAT back in GCW again. Once again, adding to that depth that GCW can create in their tag division. Then we got Joey Janela going against the 72, 73-year-old. I forgot how old he is, but he's in his 70s, Mike Jackson. Joey Janela, see if he can put on another classic match with another legend and keep his little streak of great matches continuing on. Then we have another six-way tag match of Los Macisos teaming up with Jimmy Lloyd going against the second gear crew of Matthew Justice, Manson Warner, and the one called Manders. I'd like to see them build up here with uh, Los Macisos going against SGC, going back to that tag team storylines. I've been kind of going over this episode. A lot of stuff they could do with that. Then we got Masha Slamovich going against Marco Stunt. I believe Marco Stunt, this is his first match since uh, Hammerstein, I believe. But uh, Masha Slavovich, seeing if she could continue her role in GCW after her big win against Lufisto a couple weeks ago. Then we got Jack Evans, which I believe is making his J uh, GCW debut, going against the returning Ninja Mac. Ninja Mac killed it in Noah. Go check out all those crazy clips and matches. They love him out there in Japan. Glad to have Ninja Mac back here, but glad to see he's getting recognition worldwide. And then the main event of the night, GCW's original Tony Deppin going against the GCW world champion, John Moxley. I love Mox. I love him. I love him. But if he's not going to be here to defend the belt, I, almost every single show, or at least show up, doesn't even have to defend it every time, but just show up more often, GCW. I am rooting for Tony Deppin to win this match. He has very much earned it. He's earned this opportunity. The GCW fans have been kind of wanting the belt to be defended or represented more frequently on GCW programming. Hopefully, Tony Deppin will take the belt from Moxley, and now we could have the GCW title back where it belongs, back home with Tony Deppin. That is going to wrap it up for GCW Plant Podcast, Episode 2. Um, thank you all for checking out the first episode last week, leaving some feedback. I have now uploaded just an audio version onto YouTube as well at GCW Plant Podcast. So if you want to search it up on YouTube, you can get it that way as well. Don't be afraid to leave comments. 
positive, negative. I will take any feedback. I'm looking to improve this podcast. I am making some improvements coming up in these next couple episodes with some different graphics. We're going to be adding some video. I will be having a couple different guests come on as well, coming from the GCW universe. Ah, damn you, Matt Cardona. The GCW fan base as i like to call them my plants or gcw's plants we're gonna have some plants on here as well talking gcw previewing shows reviewing what's going on watching classic shows um from past gcw events as well we have a lot more in store we will continue this ride on the gcw podcast we are going to improve every single episode so please check it out either on my Twitter or at uh, YouTube. And like I said, please leave comments, good, bad, anything you want that you want to see done differently on the show. I am down for improvements and feedback. You all have yourselves a good night. Don't forget to check me out on Twitter at mystical Jericho and on YouTube at GCW plant podcast. You all have yourselves a good night. Enjoyed You Wouldn't Understand tonight, and I will see you all again next week. You guys have yourselves a good night.